Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. Thought I'd talk a little bit about real estate today. Um, talking about the new home builders and the real estate market. Now, a lot of people were anticipating that we were going to have this huge housing market crash when the Federal Reserve went to go raise interest rates. And that made a lot of sense. You know, you think about it with the elevated price on all these homes out there. I mean, everybody was talking about it, that once the interest rates had moved up, that the prices would have to come down to meet the capabilities of the buyers. You know, if you have high interest rates, then the payments would just be more than what they could handle. And that the idea of housing market coming down made a lot of sense. But that's not necessarily what took place. The Federal Reserve went to go raise interest rates and the mortgage rates shot up, but then leveled off. They kind of plateaued out. And one of the things that we, like at least from a lot of the people that I was discussing, you know, the housing market with, I don't think a lot of people were anticipating that there was going to be such prevalent buy downs within the mortgage market. Like I was talking with a mortgage lender the other day and I asked him, I was just like, hey, how's the market doing out there? He says, hey, you know, it's not too bad out there. And I was just like, so mortgage buy downs, that's like the name of the game right now. And he says, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them happening. And I said, comparatively to prior to like, you know, the pandemic or anything, how many buy downs, like how many mortgage buy downs would ever be written? He's like, oh, hardly ever, especially with the interest rates down. He says it was almost unheard of. Nobody bought, you know, had buy downs on their mortgages. And I was like, well, today, how many buy downs occur on mortgages? And he's like, oh, man, almost all of them. He was like maybe 80 percent. And now I don't know if that's an exact figure for, you know, across all mortgages, but it would just happen to be with this one mortgage lender that I was talking with. And that was the case that he had. He said about 80% of the mortgages that he writes now have buy downs with them. So if you're not familiar with buy downs, that's when they literally put up extra money to buy the interest rate down for a little while. You know, I think it's like, I think they have it set out like three, four or five years or something like that, where you can get a better interest rate for those first three to five years. And then with the idea that, you know, interest rates would come down into the future and then you'd be able to refinance and, and have a better payment on it. But that's really where a lot of the mortgage buyers are, are going right now is into mortgage buy downs in order to be able to, you know, to have the capabilities of or at least to feel more comfortable to make the purchases on these on these homes. Because I believe that they actually have to have the credentials to be able to afford the higher interest rate even though they do buy it down. So like you can't buy it down to your capabilities. You have to have the capabilities already. But still, you know, you think about it, if you have a lesser payment to make and you do that for a few years, you grow accustomed to that payment and it's very difficult to move it up even if it is just a few hundred dollars. Um, you know, most people can't even come up with an extra $400 in case of an emergency. I would imagine that, you know, if you increase your payments by a few hundred dollars, then that's going to be quite burdensome, especially, you know, if you get used to it after a few years. But that's kind of the idea out there is that a lot of these mortgages are going to buy downs like or are being are being made with buy downs attached to them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So that, again, like, you know, as people were anticipating the elevated interest rates were going to bring the housing market down, that's not exactly what has taken place with it. So the other idea is it's like, okay, so if the inventory isn't going to come from necessarily people like selling their homes, because if you have a low interest rate, then why would you want to sell your home to have to take out a higher interest rate on another home or even pay rent or something like that? So when you have a low interest rate on your mortgage, most likely that kind of locks people in there. So really like the flipping of homes or unloading a house to up, you know, to get another house, that isn't necessarily in the markets nowadays. People are kind of staying put. So that's keeping inventory from coming onto the market, or at least keeping a, a rolling over of inventory onto the market. So again, now we have to think, well, where does this inventory gonna come from, right? Well, maybe it'll come from foreclosures, right? People getting foreclosed on. And that makes a lot of sense because during the great financial crisis, when the housing market started to turn, people went underwater, they couldn't afford their payments anymore. They just simply walked away from their homes. So like all these inventory of homes and foreclosures started pouring onto the market. Well, if we were to think about it foreclosure today, like if people all of a sudden got into a position what would it look like for them to like actually want to or not want but allow their house to foreclose on right so you think about it okay so if you had a house and you couldn't make the payments on it anymore right you could just walk away from your home just like ah that's it i can't do it anymore and just like basically give it back to the bank but if you have been in your house for the last few years then most likely you probably are sitting in a house that has equity in it so if it has equity, like you could sell the house then for more than what you could pay for, why would you let it go into foreclosure? You, you, you probably wouldn't. You would attempt to sell it, all right? I mean, even for what you owe on it, just so you could just walk away with it without messing up your credit or have anything else. But most likely, you're probably, again, if you had it in the last few years, you probably have a little bit of equity in it. So even if you couldn't make your payments, like you lost your job or whatever and you couldn't make your payments, probably just going to sell the house, you know? And so that would bring inventory out there, but it's not going to bring like the foreclosure wave out there. It's going to bring, bring people who are finding themselves in that situation and then putting that house out there on the market. Well, there's so many people sitting on the sidelines right now that if that house goes out on the market for even a remotely good deal, it gets nabbed up right away, right? Because everybody's still sitting there waiting for this housing market to come down. So they jump at any good opportunity of it. So unless it's a wave of people doing this with their homes, most likely you're probably not going to see like a huge inventory rise due to people trying to sell their homes just to get out from underneath it. Right? So let's think again for the foreclosures. Let's think people can't sell their house because the house went underwater. That's like, you know, the housing market actually came down or something like that. Well, what would that look like? How would we see that environment of people being unemployed, failing to make their house payment, and then going into foreclosure and then finding that foreclosure, that, that house then coming out on auction or going out onto the market or however it's gonna go, right? So you think about it, if somebody loses their job today and stops making their payment, it's gonna take a while before the foreclosure process is, before the foreclosure process kicks in, right? So we think about that, okay. If we have the foreclosure process kicking in 
and we have a bunch of that happening, how long does it actually take before that wave of foreclosures will bring those houses to the market? Like, I mean, I had imagined that some foreclosures can happen really quick, like, you know, six months or whatever. I mean, I don't know, but just making up a number, six months. But then, you know, if you have a bunch of them coming out of the market, it could take years. So even from the time that you have unemployment rising and people losing their jobs and stop making their payments, you still got a couple of years after that before you see that wave of foreclosures, foreclosured homes coming to inventory. Does that kind of make sense? All right. So when I look at like what's going to bring inventory to the market, it's not going to necessarily come from the existing homes that are already out there, people losing them or moving or, you know, whatever. Those ones are pretty well locked in. Yes, there will be some of those houses coming out there, but not like this huge wave of them that's going to drop the housing market. Like, not that I can see. People are going to be locked in on those low interest rates. They're going to sell their home if they go into foreclosures, whatever. But like that that dropping of, of housing prices due to the massive inventory, I don't see it coming from that angle. So that leaves us this one other place to really get inventory from, and that's the new home builders. And for the last couple of years, the new home builders have not been, exciting about, been excited about bringing new inventory to the market. They've had labor shortages, material shortages. They've had issues with the pricing not you know continuing to go up, but actually coming down. So if you're a home builder and you see prices coming down, most likely you're not going to be real excited about starting a home. I mean, you think about it. You start a home that you anticipate that you're going to sell for four hundred thousand dollars but by the time you complete it you can only sell for 350 there goes all your profits so now home builders recognize this and they're not going to necessarily start homes until they know for sure that they are going to be able to get the price for that home that they are anticipating and we're starting to see that sentiment change right they have been negative for months and months and months but just recently Parts of the builder sentiment is turning positive. The only thing that really is negative right now is the buyer traffic, right? They don't necessarily have great excitement for buyer traffic coming in, but all the rest of the building conditions are really starting to show themselves as being a positive situation. That means the home builders are going to start ramping up production because home builders want to build. You think about it. If you have not been building for the last couple of years or have been very slow, then you are waiting, hoping to get your opportunity because if you're not building, you're not making money. And you got to remember that's where like if you can see the home builders getting excited, they're getting excited because they see that the profits are coming and now they're going to start driving it in. Right. They're going to start, you know, purchasing the land, purchasing the material, purchasing the labor, purchasing the permits, purchasing everything that they need in order to get this thing rolling. And we're starting to see those things start to take place now. They wouldn't do that into a downturning housing market. They may be dumb. Like, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, what do they know? They're just like, you know, just a bunch of dumb builders or something like that. They're not, right? They understand the market just about as well as anybody else out there. And they know that when they build homes, that they need to build them into a profitable situation. And for the last couple of years, they have not felt that. Now they do, right? So keep an eye on these home builder sentiment. If they, like if the buyer traffic turns positive, you know the housing market isn't crashing. It's over. Right. I mean, that as far as like, you know, the the crash situation or whatever, like that's that's coming to an end. That whole scenario, especially like I said, if this if the home builder sentiment, buyer traffic turns positive. I don't know that uh, there is no downturn to the housing market. Now, this also, if you think about it, 
from another economic point of view. And I'm going to let you go with this last bit because, you know, I can't help but to bring up Cantillon in his essay. Is that Cantillon talked about when you know when the abundance of money is in the system, when the price of real estate, when the rents in real estate are reaching its peak, right? We can see that happening now. Even though there's all this like, you know, talk of recession and downturn and all kinds of stuff, rents still are incredibly elevated. That's a sign of an abundance of money being in the system. It's not necessarily good for, for the real estate market, for people who are trying to get in, but it's awesome for those who are already positioned in. Okay? I mean, this is, the, this is what we're coming to. The, the economy is moving towards a renter nation. Right? That's really what it's coming to. If you want to be able to afford a house, you have to be rich. And that's, and that's Cantillon talking about that from way back in the day from an abundance of money coming into the system. And you can see it happening now. I'm going to leave it at that. Uneducated economist, you let me know.